Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Okay. So, last episode. Last episode, the party... um concluded uh, their business, I would say, with Odysseus the Warlock and his deeply creepy puppet patron, Felicity, who had first snatched everyone into some kind of astral plane-like place, cut Rill's cord to sever his soul from his body and put herself in Rill's body, and then just sort of as a kindness stuck him in the puppet, which he did not receive very much as a kindness. With the help of a cleric of the Sleeping Queen, patron of undead, the party were able to find out what what exactly had happened to Rill. And in the end, Felicity was was removed from Rill's body by the expedient of a fairly extensive attempt to persuade by Trick, followed by a thorough scolding by a priest. And she decided that she would do as she was told on this occasion and took herself out of Rill's body, which was very nice because the priest rolled 25 persuasion. And Rill is now back in his body, although, according to the priest, still technically a ghost. In the course of this misadventure, the party also, because Trick tried something very clever with smashing their magic amulet whilst in the astral plane place they were in, thus astrally summoning the soul of a gnome? This is surprising to everyone, because as everyone knows, gnomes don't exist. Gnomes are something that your mother's best friend's cousin's mate met once on the docks while drunk. Gnomes aren't real. It's a fairy tale. Nonetheless, you met a gnome and were able to establish that the gnome is held by an imprisonment spell, which is anchored by Trick's magic amulet. It will require some serious magic, probably, to get her out again. In the meantime, her she is buried somewhere deep beneath the earth and appears to be responsive to sendings. And I believe, having had all of these adventures in approximately 12 hours, you are now resuming your previous plan of taking ship to Arania, which is the continent at the centre of the world, in order to reach the lake at the centre of, of the continent, and then the island at the centre of the lake, because there's a temple there that your friendly lich acquaintance suggested you might want to go and investigate for reasons pertaining to god wars. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yep, that sounds about correct. Lots happening. Lots happening. <laughs> I love being technically undead. Well, technically dead? You mean your body is alive? Like, breathing and everything. We love breathing. <laughs> You've been doing it all your life. <laughs> we don't know if we love ships. Uh, at least Rail doesn't. He's never been on one. I think it's only Maynard who's ever been on a boat, let alone oh, a ship. Well, that's not true. 
Trick at least has been on river ferries, which is like a, a ocean boat, right? I mean, I'll admit I've not been on them much. I mean, the real question is, where do you t- where do you tether the oxen to? They get extremely long ropes. <laughs> See, the real question is if Real getting extremely drunk the night before has helped in him liking boats any, which I would submit it has not. I will tell you that what it has done is give him a hangover. It has given him a hangover. Mm. So as you are all getting up to go and get on your boat, which you previously has have arranged passage, oh, or at least may not have arranged passage for you. Does that mean we've had a long rest now? You have not had a long rest, yes. Oh. Yeah. A proper actual night's sleep in which nobody was kidnapped by a puppet. Fancy that. That's a rarity in these times. But you have previously arranged passage, and as you are waking up uncomfortably early in the morning because you need to go and get on a boat to meet the tide, Rill is definitely hungover. And Rill Rill doesn't go green in the same way as a pale-skinned human would, but there is a certain degree of tension around Rill's eyes and mouth that is suggestive of Rill feeling terrible passionless i might not feel so terrible if somebody hadn't hit me with lightning repeatedly i was doing the only thing i could think of to get you out you have absolutely no right to 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 blame me for you feeling rough it doesn't help well, it doesn't help you decided to drink yourself silly after being depossessed. Children, children, come on. We're getting our things. We're going on a boat. You finish up your bickering. You check out of your hotel. You go down to the docks, which are looking particularly lovely this morning. This harbour faces east. Sorry, my brain just completely stuttered there. This harbour faces east, so you get a beautiful view of, of the... The pale blue sunrise over the water. It's lovely. There's little pink clouds. It's like 5am, which is a bit of a downside. Actually, no, it's, it's the height of summer. So scratch everything I've previously said, because for reasons of this being a flat world, at like half past five in the morning in July, it is still full night. The sun is not coming up until about eight o'clock. <laughs> Four reasons because <laughs> that's how seasons work well real's much happier about it <laughs> yeah it's still very pretty out the moon is up and it's making the water like twinkle very prettily it makes the boats into just these big hulking shadows as you head down the dock and you are relying on maynard to be like this is the one i remember where it was pulled up and check the name and the boat that you have arranged passage on is the matak which is a smallish cargo ship. Maynard, you recognize this to be a smallish cargo ship. For everyone else, that's a really big boat. It's got more than one mast. What do you do with more than one mast? Well, I mean, they worship the wrong gods around here. It stands to reason there'd be too many masts on their ships as well. (laughs) (laughs) Logic. (laughs) Our resident logician has stepped in. <laughs> anyway, there is plenty of activity um, on the deck of the boat because 
this is one of those situations where this is a cargo ship and they are running cargo. They have also agreed to take some passengers. But if the passengers don't show up on time, they're just going to go. So they are making preparations, you know, stowing the last bits of cargo and their provisions in particular. They're finishing up, stowing all of that, getting everything in order. And there's plenty of activity. Uh, and there is, you know, a gangplank currently down to, to the dock itself. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to walk uh, up the, the, up to the gangplank and see if I can catch the eye of somebody aboard. You can. Uh, you, hmm, who would this be? This is probably actually the captain who is doing the most, doing the overseeing and will come and talk to the passengers rather than doing active physical stowing of stuff work. So you, you go up to the gangplank and you, you can see up on deck uh, a slightly familiar figure in that you spoke to them once before to arrange passage. And this person waves to you uh, says something, you know, catches someone by the shoulder and says something that's clearly, you don't, any of you speak the language that they speak in, but the tone of voice conveys quite clearly, and it's the, you carry on, I need to talk to the passengers kind of tone of voice. Yeah. You look after things. And they come down the plank towards you. Uh, this is a heavily built, uh, well padded individual. Uh, they, are of triple braid heritage, as is most of the crew of this ship. And their bloodline tends towards the, the human and orcish. Um, so they have rich brown skin and small claws on their hands and long canines. You can see them when they smile. They're not large enough to protrude. So you wouldn't call them tusks, but, you know, definitely noticeable. And they only have hair on the back of their head, but they wear that in this long ponytail. Uh, they have a long, loose, like a wrapped linen skirt that goes around their body a couple of times. And looking up on the deck, you can see the crew are wearing similar garments, although theirs are shorter um, and kilted up in some cases. And they have an embroidered jacket. And they step down onto the dock proper and um, reach out to shake hands with Maynard. Did I, um, did I catch the name of this person while I was there? You did. This is Captain passage. Ibarra. What are their pronouns? Roll, this is interesting. Roll me, I guess this would be a history check. Twelve. Say again? Twelve. Hmm. You are, I would say, unsure with a twelve of the piece of information okay. that you would need to answer your question. Um, no worries. Yeah. Say, hello, uh, Captain Ibarra. It's, it's good to see you again. Uh, for, for passage, as we agreed. Always nice when the passengers are on time. Four as agreed. Yes. One, two, three, four. Perfect. You are all traveling? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Come up and I will show you um, the passenger quarters. They're not particularly lavish, but I'm sure you expect that on a boat. And you are led what? up the gangplank, which is... It's, it's not particularly precarious as gangplanks go, but to those of you unfamiliar with sea voyages, much like the boat seems really big, the gangplank seems, like, really unreliable. <laughs> oh, I should ask, or rather I should, I should double-check. I assume, Trick, your horse is currently a small statuette. I believe I turned my horse into a small statuette uh, before we went to the show. So, yeah. Fantastic. I thought that would be the easiest way to... That was, that was really the... 
the main just, just making sure. part of my thing. Um, yeah. Can I ask, like, so the Triple Alliance. Um, triple, triple Braid, yes. Triple Braid, sorry. Those of us who aren't from a port town, mm-hmm. is this like, how, how much would we, how much would we have heard about, like, these distant sure. parts? Okay, so you'd be familiar with the Western League, which is is the conglomeration of city-states that kind of rules most of the continent you're on, although actually neither the Forest nor Rusmuth is part of that league, but they're, they're the major local power. There is Telverum Fidelis, which is in a similar position, although a much more imperial one, on the northeastern continent, um, which is where Telverum itself is. The Triple Braid is the other major world power, and their center of, of you know, most of their holdings are in the southeast of the world, kind of curving around the whole rim of the world in that direction, and substantial chunks of Arania, which is the central continent. Um, right. You have probably... What you probably know, although granted that you are not in a position to know a huge amount, you probably yeah. know that the, tri- the Triple Braid rule the waves. Mm. Like you, you know that they are the big naval power in the world. Mm. Um, you know that that's where you find most of the orcs in the world, is, is in the Triple Braid. Um, and you probably know that they were the people who... You, you probably actually <laughs> feel a certain degree of sort of stubborn kinship with them because they are the people who were never conquered by the Teldarum, just like the forest. Ah. But, you know, on the other side of the world where it's all weird and wrong and the wrong side of the world. Sure. I guess part of my, part of my question was just, was just, was just Amy's was like, d- you know, is this distant parts about what I've heard stories and what and such? Or You probably have heard stories. I mean, the, the world is only 2,000 miles across, so even the other side of the world is yeah. not like that Very far. far. Like, we're still talking, if you're from Norway, they're from Turkey? Yeah. <laughs> the distant lands of Anatolia. Yeah, yeah. So you've definitely heard heard stories, and and a lot of yeah. Triple Braid lands are compared to where you're from, very hot. And you probably think of it as a hot place. Mm. Okay. Cool. It's exotic and distant, and and alien to you. Mm. Okay. Sorry, I kind of interrupted as you were. Uh, That's okay. I don't remember what, what where we were. We were showing you to to your cabin, which is it is literally a cabin. There is the cabin that the passengers are put in. There is... It is... So th- this ship has on you know, built up from the deck a raised area towards the back of the ship, which is split into two cabins. And one of them, you would guess, is probably the captain's, and the other one is the passenger cabin. So you are above deck, technically. You're, like, in the raised section. There is deck above your head. You get what I mean. You've seen a boat. I You're have. Not... <laughs> I mean, you as players have seen boats. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you as players know what I'm talking about. I don't know boat anatomy, okay? The point is, you have, like, actual windows because you're not below the waterline. You have these narrow, stacked wooden bunks, which trick is probably going to be uncomfortable just based on the size of the bunks. 
Yeah, I'm accustomed to it. <laughs> yeah. But Maynard is probably picking up, oh yes, we are proper passengers, we're not in hammocks. The crew will be jammed in like sardines in hammocks below decks. But with all of you plus Ibarra standing in the cabin, that's like, the cabin is full. This will be your cabin for the voyage? Arrange the, the bunks amongst you as you please. I do not get involved with the uh, personal arrangements of passengers. So if you can't agree, uh, I don't know, arm wrestle for it or something. If you've left anything on land that you need to deal with, you have about half an hour before we need to set off. So any loose ends you have, sew them up very quickly. We will leave without you. We have to catch the tide. So you I... have an idea. Sorry, go ahead. I actually think that I I realized something that we might need. Um, can I? And to uh, real trick in it, but does anybody have ten gold pieces I can have? You need them as actual gold pieces. Well, no. I've I've realized there's a spell we might need if we're going abroad. Um, yeah, I've, I I've have got some. Ember will hand over ten gold. Okay. Um, Ben, I would uh, I would like to run out um, and see if I can find a scroll of comprehend languages. <laughs> okay, like five in the morning. It is it is like five in the morning. However, this is a major port and fishing town, so I would say a lot of things around the docks are probably well. Some things, at least, around the docks are probably up and running. Hmm. <laughs> Roll me an investigation check for locating someone to sell you a magical scroll at five in the morning. <laughs> okay. This will be possibly quite challenging. Twenty. Hey, that's pretty good. Okay. Okay. I think you can find an open trading hub. Not 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 a market with stalls and not a place with with formal shops this is the kind of place you come when you are a ship's captain and you have a bunch of cargo that you wish to exchange to a buyer who will take it off your hands and then figure out what to do commercially with it on their own time but it is lit it is probably fairly bustling as people are see meeting up with their contacts or seeking to make connections with buyers um you don't attract any particular attention in that, you know, people are free to come and go here, but you probably do feel fairly out of place because most of these people look like ship's captains. With some asking around, I would say you can find someone who has some... I'm going to assume that you're going in you know, explicit about what scroll you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, I would... Mm, you can find someone who is willing to sell you a scroll of comprehend languages. <laughs> However, they are perfectly capable of spotting that you are someone in a tearing hurry at five in the morning trying to buy a scroll of comprehend languages and can probably therefore be gouged heavily on the price. Okay. He what was just you... asking us for exactly 10 gold pieces. I'm not sure he can. <laughs> I need to... I know there's a rubric on price of scrolls per level of spell and I've forgotten yeah. it. It's uh, it's twenty five for a cantrip and fifty for uh, first. Mm -hmm. And comprehend languages is first level. That's right. Okay, I still think that this person looking at you in your tearing hurry because you've got half an hour to sort this out before you have to catch the tide is the asking price is a hundred because 
someone who's desperate can probably be be extorted for more. Okay. I'll look at my equipment see if I've got anything to barter. I think the only thing that I have on me that's, that's worth an extra 50 pounds is uh is my spell book. <laughs> I don't think you should <laughs> sell I'm that for a spell. <laughs> can I swap this spell book for one scroll? They would probably take the deal, but I suggest that you shouldn't offer that. As you're no, loving and kind DM. I'm going to try and, and, and barter and, and try and convince them to, to go down and offer all the money that I, I have on me, which would which be 52, 52 gold, three silver, and six copper. Okay. Roll me a persuasion check. 17. I feel like this is quite a difficult thing to persuade someone into because you're asking them to sell it at no profit. Uh, okay. Um, I take out the ancient bottle of alcohol <laughs> that I got from the, from the castle in the forest. Actually, that will do it because now it's like, can I buy this at the like flat market rate which is not a great profit but also give you this really interesting possibly poisonous alcohol and this they are actually interested in yes finally you could could obtain your scroll for 52 gold they let you keep the change it was 52 gold and that bottle of deeply dodgy ancient alcohol (laughs) which belongs in a museum but it's getting drunk by sailors now excellent i'm so glad that i write down down every single piece of crap that i buy Oh, okay. Excellent. I'm gonna, uh, really that. glad I didn't have to sell my parasol because I really want to keep it. <laughs> I doubt a secondhand parasol makes you up for 50 gold, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll run back to the ship um, with my scroll in tow. And I, 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 because you rolled well enough on investigation, I'm going to say that you, you mean... You make it with like two minutes to spare before they start hauling up the gangplank, but you make it, and that's what matters. Yeah. Everyone else has been on the ship just sort of watching the docks, which have no Maynard on them. Like, have we just lost our wizard and 10 gold? <laughs> Was this a long con for 10 gold? What? I don't mean that concerned about it on the basis of if he misses the ship, he can fly. <laughs> yeah, he can fly like a lot faster than this ship, but not for as long. Depends how no. badly you miss it. <laughs> have to miss it pretty bad. You would have to miss it pretty bad. But as it as it happens, you do not miss the ship. You make it back to the ship, and I think Captain Ibarra sort of pats you encouragingly on the shoulder as you make it back aboard. Well done. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. I I just realised as we were leaving that if we were going to be in a different country, it would be. Pretty strange to not be able to talk to anybody. Ah. Yes, that could be a problem for you. Although if you stick to the port towns, most everyone will speak a bit of Eastern Common and a bit of Western Common. So as long as you've got one of them, you'll get by. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're off. Call up. And they shift into captain mode, which I'm not going to narrate because I don't know shit about boats. Nice the mainsail. They shift into captain mode and conveniently begin speaking that language that none of you speak. <laughs> so I do not have to translate any of the orders they give as they direct their crew to pull up the gangplank and the sails and do the anchor and all the various other leaving bits that a boat has to do. 
and you start with the help of the tide a stately drift out of the harbour once you leave the harbour mouth the sails go up and flap for a moment and get adjusted and catch the wind and you are now sailing north along the coast um, not hugging particularly close to the shore but close enough that you can always see it because they're using it to navigate and not long after you get out of the harbour, like you're in in the harbour, you're like, oh, this isn't too bad actually. I mean, it moves a bit underfoot, but it's okay. Then you get out onto the open sea, and after about ten minutes of that, I'm gonna need everyone, possibly except Maynard, to roll me a Constitution check, a uh, Constitution save. Oh god, <laughs> do I? But you get do, plus three. Do I get advantage from my um my from my ginger and honey suspension? Does it help? <laughs> I'm going to say that from your ginger and honey suspension, you can add plus one. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. That is a natural one, so that's oh. going to be a six. Oh, no. Oh, Ember. Oh, Ember. Yeah, Ember's not doing great. Uh, with the plus three from Ember, uh, Rook got a 21. <laughs> 15. Okay, so Rill, you're fine. You don't know what all the fuss is about. Like, yeah, it, it goes up and down. It's not that it's not weird that it goes up and down. It's, like, strange underfoot to walk around while it goes up and down, but it's just going up and down. What's the problem? Trick. You're nauseous. Not severely. Not enough that it would impede anything you're doing. You're just like, hmm, I'm glad I've got this ginger, because I can see how this could be really unpleasant if it was worse like it is for ember who is straight up vomiting off the back of the boat mm -hmm. has turned green is miserable trick may be holding your hair back <laughs> i don't know if you have enough I'm to leave that but... <laughs> Ugh, who knew that being on a boat could be so bad Ugh. it's only because you're not used to it i mean I guess I'm lucky my aunt used to take me out on, on, on her ship now and then. I'm used to it. I don't nothing want to, be ashamed to go of. on a boat ever again. I don't want to get used to it. I'm never going on the ocean again. Well, unless you have a uh, great idea for getting us back from where we're going, I'm going to have to. I meant after this. That's fine. You, you are getting... Probably not a whole lot of sympathy from most of the sailors. I'm sure. They're not making a point of coming over to mock you or anything. Um, but you know you're getting the kind of patronising looks that just really don't help when you're miserable already. Cool. It is going to take you uh, around a full day, so around 24 hours, of coast hugging before you turn out into even more open water and for most of the day like you after about an hour or so of hey we're on a boat this is deeply miserable or kind of cool or makes a nice change after about an hour of that you're like oh this is also boring it just keeps going there's nothing really for us to do you're never bored when there's chores to do we all have lots of equipment <laughs> we all have plenty of equipment <laughs> 
So you have a productive morning under Trick's Nobody... tutelage, cleaning your armor and sorting out your packs and, and oiling your boots. You've got a bag of sand, I've got a pocket of rags. I am uh, copying the spell into my spell book. Okay, so you are probably doing that in the cabin, I would say. Yeah. And just for reasons of space, you're probably doing that sat on the floor using one of the bunks as a table? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, Trick is up on deck doing armor maintenance, which is getting a much more approved, like a couple of the sailors. Um, in particular, the person who you think is just based on, on getting a sense of the dynamics around you, uh, you are pretty sure that they are like the first mate. They're the captain's second. They appear. They they give you a very approving look because you are doing something useful with your time, and I think possibly in consequence of this, are also um, Ember at around mid morning. Another um, someone who I'm going to say looks mostly human. You're not getting a good bead on their exact heritage. They look mostly human, but they have got pointed ears. There is something about the shape of the eyes that isn't reading as strictly human to you. There is something about the tone of the skin that is grayer than a normal human shade. Um, but they come up to you as you are kind of leaning miserably on the railing and offer you a bucket and say, if you wanted to be anywhere else on the ship i thought that might help oh thank you so much it does get better uh, i certainly hope so if you can sleep that might help on the other hand some people find being able to see the outside preferable so could go either way but it's worth the experiment yeah i'll try it thank you what's your name Ember, you? I'm Sagoxe. Well met. Ish. <laughs> I'm sure you've had better days. And Ember will take the bucket and uh, potter down to the sleeping cabin. And, you know, you still feel seasick, but it does kind of help to be lying down, if only because being nauseous is exhausting and it helps to lie down. Mm-hmm. You probably don't have a lot left to throw up, to be honest. Yeah, probably probably not. Yeah. You can keep Maynard company in his copying. <laughs> Those of you who are who are um up on deck, you would notice that basically most people in this crew are somewhere in the mix of human half elven, half orc intermingling of bloodlines. To you you know. And some of them favor one way and some another, but there is that's the general mix, is those three uh, heritages make up most of the crew. Uh, there is one halfling, um, but she's the only person who really stands out as local. Everyone else, she's also the only person in trousers, like everyone else is wearing that triple braid outfit of wrapped skirt and a jacket. Um, Rill will probably uh, sit with Trick for a while cleaning his armor and his mace and such. Uh, and then he's going to look for anything drinkable to help with his hangover. 
Um, <laughs> and then he is going to remember that he has some lucky dip potions in his bag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you you find your way, you know, you, you go looking for the kitchen. I figure is what you do here is you go looking for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, Big galley, Ben. <laughs> Get into the spirit of it. <laughs> It's not a galley because the proper name for the Ooh. part of the boat on this particular boat is in a language that none of us speak, which is not being represented <laughs> by English. But I am free to translate it as kitchen if I wish. <laughs> you go looking for the kitchen. Uh-huh. A, ki- a kitchen-like room, kitchen-esque. You know, the place where the cooking happens. It's actually pronounced kitchen in uh, Brain. <laughs> Yeah, it's spelt galley, but it's pronounced kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) The G is silent. Real ghost looking for the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it's not a huge boat. Sorry, ship. It's not a huge ship. You can find the kitchen is where I'm going with this. You can find the kitchen. You can meet the cook, which is one Naxo, who is similarly to to the captain, actually, is, is... Pretty half orcish, but noticeably shorter. Possibly from stooping to fit inside of boats a lot, but yeah, grey hair and sees you and rolls their eyes and mutters something under their breath, and then says uh, in fairly heavily accented common. All right, what do you need? Anything with alcohol? Alcohol's with meals on board ship. I can offer you water. Real will take water. (laughs) He will also... You are uh, are provided with water. (laughs) He'll sit down at whatever tabling is is available. For that, you will have to leave leave the kitchen and go into, like, the next room, which is, like, the mess, which is... Ah. There are tables that are bolted to, to the deck below your feet. So you're, you're, under, you're under the top deck, but you're, you know, to the floor. There are tables right, that yeah. are bolted down, so, and some of the benches, actually, so they don't go rolling around. Um, Makes sense. And like a row of hammocks at the other end of the room. This is just the big common room. Um, mm-hmm. You sit and drink your tankard of water. Uh, is there any of the crew around down here? Sure. Someone is definitely having a, a, a nap because, you know, somebody has to be awake at night to do... You, ships have to be crewed around the clock. Right, of course. So it's not like everyone is up and then everyone sleeps. So some people are asleep in their hammocks and you presumably are not bothering them. Um, but you can find you know, somebody will, will wander through who is not currently on duty. Um, let, let's say it's Etrin. So you, you can find, you're already sitting at one of these tables, um, eating an apple is a particularly slender, I would go so far as to say skinny, half-elf, with a buzz cut. Okay. Hi. Gives you a little wave. Other hand Hi. is full of apple. <laughs> yes, as one does. Uh, can I try uh, talking to you in, in other <laughs> languages? Would you mind? Oh, Realize... Sorry, I thought you meant try talking to me at all, which I thought you were doing quite well, but yes. Be my guest. Uh, Rill is going to run through the six languages he knows because he is he is incredibly uh, curious 
to know what um what these other languages everyone on this boat speaks are. So he knows common and undercommon. Dwarvish, Elvish, Infernal, and Sylvan. And I'm kicking myself because I didn't give him Orcish. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to do literally anything with Sylvan. All right. It wasn't in my head as, as one of the languages that exists in the world. Yeah, I think um, it's like an exotic one or something in the listing of, you know. I feel like it's maybe the Feywild language, so you're free to have it anyway, if it thinks there's something real would have. But if you wanted to swap that out, particularly because I've put several non-standard languages in the world, um, I wouldn't be averse to that. Okay. You want to think about that? I'll make a note. Yeah, you want to swap it out for, for Telvir or something so you've got fantasy Latin under your belt. Okay, so, so this individual, um, who will in the course of this conversation introduce himself as Etrin. Um, in fact, Hmm. So you're running through your languages, mm-hmm. and you addressed him in just common. just common. Yeah, and he answered perfectly fluently in common, not with a very strong accent, unlike the other snatches you've heard around the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, he introduces himself as Etrin, and then you kind of start running through, and you try it under common. And he's like, "I, I, no, oh, sorry, no clue, don't know that one." And you move on to Elvish, and he kind of brightens and responds to you in Elvish. Hmm. And you know, says, you won't find most of the people on this ship, I don't think. I don't, I'm not sure any of them know a word. Uh, maybe Sagaxi might know some. Enough to barter with, but not, not fluent, you know, not to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a Therian, but none of them can pronounce it. <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> they just, they try. It's close enough. Etrin's close enough. But it's a Theron. Well, nice to meet you, a Theron. Most of what they're speaking is Eastern Common. Ah. We, they speak it all over the Triple Braid. Uh, I, think, I think there's some, like, the really old-fashioned tribal orcs down in the south, I think, have another language among themselves. But it's 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 mainly it's Eastern Common or it's Elvish if you're Elvish enough. Yeah. You probably want to pick some up. He's planning on it. You must I be know plenty of languages. That's yeah, you must be Say, is your friend a wizard? Oh, um one of them is, yes. <laughs> he looked like a wizard. Might have a chat with him later. See if he knows any good tricks. Oh, he knows a couple of good tricks. Maybe we can do a swap. I am the ship's wizard. Oh. I've not been here very long. I came aboard uh, two, three months ago. But they always like to have a wizard on board. And I can do the navigation cantrip, which is kind of my main job. It's, it's mending, and it's telling them which way north is and how fast they're moving. <laughs> That's my job. That sounds and sometimes, useful. is there a giant storm coming that will kill us all? Sometimes that's my job, too. Seems like it would be good to know. Every ship needs a wizard. So what do you do? Why, why are you all, where are you going? You're a weird group. Sorry, that was rude. You are an eclectic group. How uh, real th- thinks about everything they've been through in the past, like, I don't know, week alone? 
and decides not to explain any of that because where would he start? Well, it was this puppet. <laughs> well, there was this puppet. Now I'm kind of a ghost. <laughs> uh, and my friend is sharing power with the forest up north, and it's a very complicated situation. And also those two are siblings, which is less complicated. Okay, so instead of starting with that... <laughs> <laughs> instead of starting with that, um, Rose is going to say that they're, they're heading south uh, to sightsee. Explore. I want to get out there and see what's on other continents. Plenty to be seen. I wouldn't go all the way south, though. It is cool down there. Oh, well, not all the way south, mm. I don't think. <laughs> stick, stick to the big cities because they're warm and the food is better. <laughs> but watch your purse. Will do. Also, you ever been to the Triple Braid? No, I haven't. I don't think any of us have. Okay, I'm I'm going to tell you something that yeah, this maybe sounds really basic. Don't. Okay, you've never been. I'm going to assume you don't know this and therefore I'm not being rude by telling you this. Call everyone they. Everyone. Even if you All think you've right. got a really good read on them. Because it doesn't really translate. But in Eastern Common, there's not like a he or a she. There's a word that means a person. And he and she are for livestock. Like this, you, you, they're for animals. Like it's for things where breeding is what you care about, not people. It's really rude. Oh. That please send me to this continent. <laughs> <laughs> I have a selection of continents and languages for you. Like. Alright, thank you for letting me know. That would have been embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, on the docks, they'd probably forgive you, because they'd just go, oh, an ignorant foreigner. But if you're talking to anyone who you, you know, want to buy things from at a reasonable price or anything, yeah, it's just really insulting. Right. It took me ages to remember. Oh, you're not, uh, native? Mm -mm. No. From... Terrarian Fidelis originally, kind of technically, I wandered with my mum for ages. Yeah. So I'm kind of more elf than, than human, but hey, why not wander on a boat? See some different bits of the world. So I signed up, and then I had to yeah. learn a new language, which was fine, and then I insulted everyone for like a week before anyone told me. Oh no. Right? And I was doing so hard to learn the language. <laughs> But every time I slipped back into common, everyone would get really offended, and I didn't know why. So yeah, don't, do not do what I did. <laughs> Everyone's they. Now you know. Alright. Uh, you know, I can introduce you to Maynard. Please. Alright, I will swap go and... Cantrips, at least. I mean, it's only about four days this voyage, so... But we can swap cantrips. Alright. And Rill will try and track down Maynard for some introductions. Yeah. It'll, as well as being skinny, Etherin, despite being half human from your perspective, is still like an inch shorter than you. Like, <laughs> tiny boy. <laughs> Adult. <laughs> He's just very small. And very confident of his footing and very, you know, he'll climb the ladders mostly with his arms and swing off the lines and 
is a little bit of a monkey, like very used to how ships move underfoot. Mm-hmm. And because you are with him and introducing him, and therefore this is fine, we'll just sort of burst merrily into the passenger cabin without knocking. <laughs> Which we do. Maynard! Uh, uh, Hi! Oh. Immediately Hello? drops down cross-legged next to you on the floor. Um, Maynard I him. very quickly just sort of arranges his quill and ink to make sure they don't spill. It's like, Hi! Who I are you? Hello, Etrin. Why? Because uh, you're a wizard, and I'm a wizard, and maybe we can swap some cantrips. Oh, um, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Takes a, you know, it's like peering over your shoulder to see what you're copying. It's a, it's a, it's a spell of comprehend languages. Oh, nice. I don't have that one. I had to learn the language for real. But I suppose that well, sticks better. Well, it's temporary, but it's... Well, we're short of time. I don't, I don't have time to learn every language uh, across cool, discs. Oh. What, what cantrips do you know? Well, I know the shipboard ones, so I know mending. Mm-hmm. And I know heading. Heading? Uh-huh. Oh, you don't know that one? No. It tells you... Uh, which way you're facing and how fast you're going. I can see how that's very useful on, on a ship. Really useful, especially if it's cloudy or foggy. Yeah. Like, if it's if the stars are out and the sun is out, then then they kind of know where they're going anyway. But, but if you haven't got those, if you're out in open water and you don't have the sun or the stars, you need a wizard. Well, I, I, I suppose the, the crew's lucky to, to have you. I mean, I... I took a lot of my spells because of um, wanting to survive out in, out in the wild as well. Eyes go a little wider? Have you fought cool things? Um, yes. Actually, yes. I, I have fought very cool things. Well, go on, tell me. Um, I fought a, a frost god, which is like a, an ice zombie. It was very interesting. We fought to giant spiders. I've seen giant spiders. Have they are gnarly. We fought uh, etikaps as well. Oh, they're the, they're the things that are like spiders, but... Yeah. Yes, they're, they're, they're nasty creatures. They mm-hmm. I have not seen etikaps. I've heard things. of etikaps. have seen spiders. Oh, be Did you to... know? That there are sea spiders yeah. as well. What? Sometimes, what? sometimes if you drop anchor in the wrong bay, sometimes you get swarmed by sea spiders at night. What do they look like? Oh. Real is actually uh, interested in this part. <laughs> Maynard looks vaguely horrified. They've got like much shorter legs than the land ones, so the bodies are like this big. And holds out their hands, like a bit twice shoulder width. Hmm. But the legs Ember. are only like two feet long. And they have big jaws. Mm. And they will Ember climb meekly. all the way up to the top of the rigging and then drop on your head. Um, Ember the, meekly uh, pops their head over the side of the bed and just goes, oh, I hate that. They're terrible. <laughs> Hi, by the way. Hello. Um, but they don't... Oh, it's... 
I don't think you get them this far west, so you're probably fine. No. Are you disappointed that you're not going to get attacked? <laughs> really by visibly disappointed. Yeah, I just you know just to see one. I mean, they are pretty it's... cool. It's just that there's always a, a pack of them. Well, of and course, they want to raid the stores. They don't really want to eat people. They're not like super <laughs> aggressive, but they want to raid the stores. Well, yeah, they. Giant spiders don't eat people, unless they're very starved. I have heard stories that say they do. Well. Hey, but sea spiders really won't, unless you are already dead. They will eat you if you're already dead, but anything will eat you if you're already dead. But they only like shallow water bays, really. And I don't think they're rideable. They're not really big enough. Maybe, maybe for a halfling? Oh. But I think even I would squish one. Oh, well. Or at least make it flop down on its stomach and wave its legs in the air going, Oh, I can't. I'm so weak. <laughs> this is like a horse girl finding out that Kelpies are real. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly like that. <laughs> ben, what did you say that this, uh, this, this guy's name was? Uh, it is, he introduced himself to you as Etrin. Trend. Right, making some notes. Okay. Um, drop it in, So, um, cantrips. I know. Uh, firebolt, light, mage hands, minor illusion, shocking grasp. I would like to learn shopping grasp. I could swap your heading for shopping grasp. Not allowed to do firebolts on the ship. I have been told. Well, well, sure. Um. Tell you what, I am. I really need to to finish. Sure, sure, sure. Translating this. I will. I didn't know you were copying. I will. Yeah, no, no. Come back in an hour, and um, I'll teach you how to do shopping grass. Awesome. (laughs) He will like with alacrity leave you to your copying because until you finish, he can't learn shopping grass. It's like (laughs) step one: leave Maynard alone. Rail is going to stand up on his tiptoes and uh, look at Ember up there on the top bunk, um, noting that they still look miserable. If you want, I can, I can see if cure wounds helps. I mean, I'm not wounded. Otherwise, I could try it on myself. I, s- I suppose it's worth a shot. Oh, can't hurt. And I will cast uh, Cure Wounds on Ember and see if that helps them any. It helps. I would say it does help. It doesn't... It does not by any means... Sorry, brain. It does not instantly adapt you to the sea. It's not like you are immediately cured of the problem of seasickness. But being nauseous for half a day itself is quite painful and exhausting and cure wounds is great for making you your your stomach ache less and your head ache less and generally making you feel better it it does cut down on the nausea although you kind of feel like it's probably a temporary reprieve Mm. on that front but you feel less like you've been put through the ringer and more like you did Ten minutes after you got on board the boat, when you started noticing that it went up and down in a really unpleasant way. Oh well, I guess that did help. 
thanks for suggesting that, Rill. No problem. You know, I also have these lucky dip potions, and I was going to try one. Did you want the other one? Uh, I mean, I would norm. I would normally say yes, but I've also just been vomiting for the last like while. I don't know that I'm in the mood to experiment with potions just this moment. But if you want to go ahead, I will keep an eye on you to make sure you're okay. All Maybe right. wait till the uh, till the day when we've got no wind. We're really bored. Hmm. Okay. Maybe Amber will be feeling better and we can do them at the same time. I feel like maybe we should have someone watching over us, but I'm well, yeah. totally down. Okay. Always take a spot. Casually yeah. agreeing to get high yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> Ember insisting on a trip sitter. Yeah. <laughs> Ember is responsible. <laughs> Sometimes. Unfortunately for, for Trick and anyone else who's been spending significant time above deck uh, around lunchtime. Um, in fact, while you're having your lunch, because you as the passengers are called down at about 1pm to, uh, to, to that combination kind of mess room with hammocks in it, that appears to be the major common space aboard the ship. Uh, and given your lunch, which Ember may or may not be interested in, um, it's basically it stew. It's it's basically vegetable stew, actually. Um, there is some fish involved, yes. Um, although you haven't noticed anyone fishing, because this is a cargo vessel rather than a fishing vessel. So it is fish that was presumably loaded aboard in Vanguard, purchased fish. But yeah, it's fish stew. It's it's stew and fish. There's vegetable stew, and there is fish. Like they're separate dishes. And bread. Oh, nice. And you are indeed served uh, watered wine. Emphasis on the watered, to be honest. This is... You would have to drink a lot of this to get drunk. This is probably about one quarter wine. Uh, but when you have finished your meal, you will discover that while you were eating it, it has started to rain. And the sky is just grey and dreary. Then the sea is grey and dreary and it's raining. Mm. And you would notice, um, if you went to, at least if you went up on deck and look, which I assume at some point someone does, um, you would be able to see Etrin is sort of no longer free on his own recognizances, but is now standing or sitting near the ship's wheel. And every 10 or 20 minutes is casting something and Every time he kind of cocks his head in a very distinctive way, like he's listening for something. And then we'll, we'll give directions and the wheel will be adjusted because with the rain and the cloud having come in, you've sort of lost sight of land. And there's evidently a, a heading they want to keep to. And Atron is, is earning his keep. And because he's got this very short buzz cut, like the rain is just kind of running down his face. He really should be wearing a hat. It is unclear why he is not wearing a hat, but bedraggled half-elf. Seems to be quite happy with the situation. Maybe that's why he's not wearing a hat. But his, his claim to actually have a job aboard the ship is borne out by this. <laughs> Unfortunately for the rest of you, there is not very much to do. I am 
aboard a ship full of sailors. I know sailors. Yes. Can I lay my hands on? I know it's here in my proficiency somewhere. Aha! Set of dice. <laughs> you do some asking around. And you find yourself in the company of Chega, who is the carpenter's second. Roll insight for me. Oh dear. That would be a 25 on my insight check. Wow, wow. Do you know what Chager is? Chager's a rascal. A rapscallion, you might say. A rapscallion. Probably basically okay as a person. Like, mm. Chager is going to cheat you at dice or cards or anything like that, but would also fish you out if you fell in. Doesn't mean you will, just as a rascal. Ah, Has well. definitely got an anchor tattooed on the upper arm. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll, we'll play low stakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll learn a thing or two about sleight of hand. <laughs> Can I feel if the dice are weighted? I'm just curious now. <laughs> I'm thinking into the colourful backstory of your if your instances of NPCs. I'm gonna say based on the I'm gonna use that insight check for also yeah. on the on the dice. Mm. Sometimes the dice are weighted. Hmm. Jager has got at least two sets of dice carefully docked to look like the same set of dice. And is as much honing their cheating skills on you as actively trying to fleece you on anything. Is is still cheating you, but but isn't pushing for higher stakes or anything, is quite happy to play for pennies and rob you blind on pennies. I'll just just mark off all my copper pieces. Who needs copper pieces anyway? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I, I, I have. I've, I feel. I feel very. I feel very. I have a very avuncular and indulgent attitude towards this person. <laughs> keep me. Keep me. Keep me company at least. Actually, come to that. What I think I might ask is. Um, so, we're going up to. Um, sorry, I've lost the thing now. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll salvage it. It turns into a, a more productive conversation. Fun as it was to me, Jager. So we're going up to, um, oh shoot! What was the name of the port at the other end? Uh, you are. Let me just scroll the document. You are going to Perdonium, at the mouth of a river that you've probably found out by now. That you're going to to Perdonium at the mouth of the Radia, and then you will have to go up river to get Perdonium to the lake. At the mouth of the Radia. Um. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll ask, like, if they have anything, if they can tell me anything about Pedonia or indeed the Spire. And oh, are you making the pilgrimage? Yeah, yeah, but um, a bit blindly, really. Yeah, I hear it used to be bigger. The pilgrimage, not the Spire. See, I've I've been up river, and I've, I didn't go the whole way onto the island, but it's a, it's a sight. It's it's a sight. It's nice to see it once. Not sure it's interesting enough to see it twice. You know. They're uh, regular riverboats, or? Yeah, but they're slow. Oh, well, we're in no great hurry, I don't think. Yeah, they're, 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 they're all... Well, they're mostly hauled up. Faster coming down than up. Up river, it's walking pace. You might as well walk down river. It's a bit faster because they can go with the current. Is it up river? 
is it upriver going the way we're going now or is it upriver coming are you back? Asking if it's upriver going inland yeah yeah it is <laughs> it's upriver when you're going inland. <laughs> when you're coming back towards the sea all right well i don't know that do i <laughs> you were the one who was making such a fuss about underground rivers <laughs> oh no 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 no! out of character of oh i see Trick is the in one character <laughs> trick, <laughs> you character. Has only listen. Trick isn't particularly low intelligence. So the trick has the trick's only only like personal particular experience of rivers is on a stretch that admittedly is running down from the mountains, but it's also running sort of along the mountains. It just kind of goes but in it, a direction. Yeah, it goes in a direction. Yeah. It's it's river woods. It's the river direction. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Jager is yeah. Up, up rivers inland, <laughs> down rivers back to the sea. Hi, what's um? What is the spire all told? I mean, apart from, I uh, gesture vaguely, you know, a, a wonder in that. I guess it's your friends who are really on the pilgrimage, huh? Oh, you know, it is a spire. I sort of found myself. Hmm. It's like a rock bike, real big, real pretty, green. But it has like. But it has like monks in that. Yeah. It? yeah, it's got like a monastery. The whole island is kind of monastery, but they'll let you land and go and look at the spire and leave again. But if you want to stay like overnight, I think you have to make an agreement. Like, like they have to like you. Ah. Uh, oh, well, that's a good enough warning, isn't it? A bit reclusive, which is odd, you know, for them. They're in the middle of the world, and everyone goes to look at the spire and do the pilgrimage thing and then you've got well, they don't talk to anyone hmm. which is a waste of an opportunity to make a lot of friends if you ask me oh well there's more things in life aren't there mm. wouldn't want to stay in one place wouldn't want to be well, a monk I can see the appeal I'm looking okay. forward to getting home again but I'm uh, we've got some business to wrap up once we're once we've gone through here you're a long way from home by the where do you think I'm from? Where do you think I'm from? Way up north is where I think you're from. Yeah, right enough. I think the conversation drifts off. The conversation drifts off and you lose the rest of your pennies. I lose the rest of my, my little coppers. At, at some point he realises you're getting low on coppers to bet with and starts letting you win some back so they can keep playing. <laughs> That's tough. The rain does not clear up until after dinner. So it is actually full dark by dinner time and then it's another couple of hours before the rain stops at which point a soaking wet tiny half elf like, appears in the cabin opens the door sticks his very wet head in the cabin just looks expectantly at maynard and grins maynard just sort of gives a little chortle and and grins by and sort of like I suppose you're here for your lesson, right? Unless you want yours first. No, let's let's uh, let's teach you first. I okay. imagine shocking grass be pretty good against your sea spiders. Light them up, blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there. Sorry. Uh, and and thereby there is a. Uh, a wholesome teaching montage. It is a wholesome teaching montage, and I think we will end this episode on a wholesome teaching montage as you endeavour to teach this 
extremely enthusiastic tiny wizard. Oh, uh, made made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm considering him more in the aspect of a young ward than a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's because he's small, but fine. I think it's because he he's is. small and enthusiastic. Because it's not like Maynard yeah. is is old and 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 uh, experienced. Well. <laughs> he's also almost certainly nearly a century older than you. Well, he's a yeah, half elf, probably. <laughs> oh, half elf. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, half he elf, is half elf. elf. Um, but even so, he's almost certainly older than Maynard. That doesn't mean he's more mature. No, he doesn't. He was mature faster. <laughs> <laughs> only in the physical sense. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> Come Out and Play is a real play podcast project, all trans, all the time. You can find us at CAOPcast on Patreon and on Twitter, and at our website, comeoutandplay.games. If you're trans or non-binary and you'd like to get involved, drop us a line. And as always... If you enjoy our show, share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy our show, share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is how a project like this gets attention, and we just love attention. My cat sat on my charging cord and I just got back.